the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And we, we, we talk a lot about this on the show and we've got a lot of different ideas to help you out. Uh, you always want to start with your, your company plan first. And uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors, we, we manage a lot of IRA rollovers, trust, and different things, some uh, plans too. But 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 always when people come in, they say, well, Ted, you know, here uh, here's an old uh, 401k. I want you to roll it over. I'm working at my new job, and I'll start sending you money. And, and I basically, well, well, let me stop you. We want you to continue to put money into your 401k plan and max that out first. And And, and so why do we do that? Well, the situation is that I know people will send in checks. We have people sending auto-drafting checks, and they, they send checks from time to time. But but I know their 401K plan, if they set it up to take away, to put 10, 10, 12, 13% or more into their plan, it'll stay there no matter what, and they'll keep on putting it in there over the next 10 years or as long as they're at the company. And Whereas if they're sending a check in or doing it once in a while, they'll forget or something will come up. They'll buy a car, uh, have a medical bill or something will come up and they'll forget and then they'll forget the next month. That autopilot is so important that just constantly putting the money in every two weeks makes a gigantic difference. And it's a lot simpler that way. You don't see the money coming out. So you're not taking it out of your out of your plan. You're basically paying yourself first, and then you can spend up the rest of, the, of your money as well. And so uh, that's uh, that, that's the important. Thing. What do you have over there, Ryan? That looks really good. Oh wow, that is impressive with the honey and everything. Yeah, I've got a simple Coke. A co- you know. So <laughs> back to the show here. Uh, yeah, but uh, just kidding around with Ryan there. But but what we're looking at is. It, it, it's you want to keep things as simple as possible. I mean, we get what save aggressively, invest conservatively. We try to take things uh, and make them very simple. The simpler a plan, the more likely the outcome is going to be a positive a plan uh, situation. And, and this is something that goes back years ago to some of the big companies where they they would do plans for, for retirees and and it would be literally two inches thick put together by major accounting firms 
and I, people would just give me these plans. I'm like, well, have you read the plan? They go, well, no, it looks, you know, or I skimmed through it. It was just so complex that they just, you know, they just turned it over to me to sit there and, and work on. And, and so what we try to do is we, of course, manage the money, which is a little more complex, but your actual retirement planning, your actual savings plans should be very simple so you could you can follow them. The, 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 you know, the, the old saying on, on, you know, for private equity, if you're starting a company, you need an elevator pitch to keep it simple so people can understand it. So if you've got to talk for 10 minutes explaining something, it's going to be hard to convince anybody. Well, it's the same thing with your retirement plan. You just kind of want an elevator pitch of, yeah, what do you do? I save aggressively, invest con- conservatively, and uh, I'm putting away 10% plus a company match of 3%, or I'm past 50, so I'm up to 15% trying to save to really boost up my savings. Now, we have people, you know, when we first started the show, we we had people call up and they said, Ted, I, you know, I've, I've saved 20%. Uh, you know, uh, I wanted to just let you know. We had a lot of people call in and saving more than that. And and so the 10%, what we try to do is something that people can come up with. The research says 13%. If you're behind schedule in your 50s, you really want to boost it up. So you keep it very simple. Oh, you just put it away each paycheck, and then you can spend up the rest of the money, and that kind of solves the problem. The other thing you want to do as you approach retirement is you want to get the home paid off somewhere around retirement time. It doesn't have to be the day you retire. It can be two years later, but somewhere in that time frame. Because, look, we're we're – we're figuring you're going to probably retire, and uh, you know if you retire at 65, quite frankly, you got a good chance you're going to live another 25 years. So another two years isn't going to make any difference. Your house is paid off; it's locked in. You have no house payment. Your uh, taxes are are frozen uh, once you hit 65. So so really, it, it locks in a lot of your expenses. And so it's little things like that, keeping things simple, that will get you where you want to be for retirement. So now we also take very complex issues and try to make them pretty simple. And it complex doesn't even describe the market uh, today. I mean, it, it's truly extraordinary. We're going to be talking some about that. Uh, you know, I, I was tell, talking to someone over the the weekend. And I said, you could probably take the top 10 stock managers in the portfolio managers and the top 10 bond portfolio managers in the world and get them in a room privately and talk of them. And and I, I I'd be willing to bet three quarters of them would have no clue as what what is going on out there. It's, it, and, and so we're going to try to wade into that so you can understand that uh, as well. I mean, the it, it just almost reached the levels of absurdity with the Federal Reserve and different types of programs and China and Brexit and it, it's just completely ridiculous. And it's actually pretty simple, but but it, there's a lot of things that are that are hindering capitalism and there's a lot of things hindering the free market and there's a lot of things hindering price discovery okay which is the 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 price discovery the cost of capital price discovery these these go to the core and the bedrock of capitalism and and there's a lot of people getting in the middle of that you know thinking that they have a better way kind of a planned economy we really don't need capitalism we really don't need price discovery we really don't need interest rates all those type of things, and and you're kind of like, well, wait, you know, the Chinese are pretty smart, and the Russians are pretty smart, and all these people that have tried it, the Cubans, they've all failed with the planned society, so I don't know why groups in this country think that they can do the same thing, particularly, you know, at the Federal Reserve and and different things. Uh, 
And so we're going to be talking about that. So uh, a lot to talk about. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. And uh, you can always give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. You can also uh, sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report by going to our website, maxoutsavings.com. We talk a lot about these issues and uh, everything that's happening, savings, investments. It's a free report, the Max Out Savings Report. Go to the website, sign up. We don't call you. We don't bother you. Uh, If you need help with your retirement, uh, you can give us a call. Uh, That's what we do. We manage assets using our value investing approach. We do a lot of risk management uh, in, in this world, and we really try to cut through and, and try to really understand the markets. So if you need some help, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Now, the show last week, interesting enough, during the show we broke in and told you that there's been an attack on the oil centers in the Middle East, and this we're going to have to see what happens. Took out about half Saudi's oil production, about 5 million barrels a day. Remarkably accurate. So you, you look at some of those pictures, and you're like, wow, that's – pretty good i mean you know i mean if they were flying around an f-35 with a laser guided bomb or something i think they'd hit exactly where those things hit it, it and so it kind of redefines warfare i think we're gonna have to do something to the iranians because you just can't let some country get mad at you and then then you do a, a rebel country you know you give them some stuff to try to take out some infrastructure that's a bad precedent so it'll be interesting to see what happens tell what let's take a call from is that julia Good morning, Ted. How are you I have doing? a question. Sure. I have a question on AT and T. AT and T on Friday, and their stock price uh, raised uh, raised more than two percent to thirty seven dollars and ninety one cents per share. Does this mean that AT and T will change things as Elliott Management recommended? You know, I, I tell you what. I think they're going to do something, and and the question is, what are they going to do with that? And 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 if I had to guess, uh, I I think you're going to see some changes. AT and T is a very complicated stock, Julia. I, look, I I was on okay. the board of a, a phone company. Uh, I like see it like a number of years back, and and uh, believe me, we competed against AT and T. They're very bureaucratic very slow. I was just listening to someone tell me this huge project here in Houston's being held up because AT&T can't move a telephone line across the road. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But but so there's a lot of inefficiencies that, 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 that someone can do with it. Having said that, uh, no one likes to be pressured by, by a big Wall Street raider. Uh, I think they're going to do something. I think it's going to take some time. I think you're going to see maybe some split ups eventually or spinoffs. Uh, I think they're going to get much tougher with uh, with with the different types of uh, of. Uh, I, I think they're going to take a hard look at cost. I think they're going to hard, take a hard look. There, there's rumors that they were going to spin off uh, the uh, Dish right. Network, which they overpaid for. Look, that's coming from from the from the corporate raiders. They they float these trial balloons and then they get on CNBC and it, CNBC says them, and the company says, "No, we're not." Uh, but clearly something's happened. I think I think last week they met with 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 the corporate raider in this deal, and uh, Elliot. And so, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. I think I think it, it, it. I think you hold it here. I think things are going to happen. I, I think they have a, a problem with their debt. They've got about one hundred fifty billion dollars of the debt. They got to do something with it. They're going to have to restructure to some extent. If they do nothing, they're going to get in trouble. So I think you're going to see some things happen. I think you would have seen some things happen anyway. I think Elliot is just kind of taking advantage of that and in, in, in jumping into the deal. So I'd hold it. 
So, uh, so if you want to um, cost averaging, um, is it is it a good time to get some or wait until something you know more clear? By the time it's clear, what I would try to do is see if you get a little bit of a pullback and then try to pick it up. Okay. You know, I I think you're going to get some. This is going to be a longer term deal. I think, and it, you know, it, it's jumped up from about thirty six. It's it's not up a lot. If you can get it in the the thirty six area, it's probably a pretty good buy. Uh, okay. It pays a good dividend. The, the, the danger with AT and T was people look at the debt and go, oh, "Man, they're going to have a hard time. They could really get in trouble. They might have to cut the dividend." What they're by pushing AT and T to make some tough changes now, they can get they can get ahead of the debt, restructure this thing a little bit. It, sell off a few things, get some cash in, pay down some debt, maybe spend something off, and it'll be a better company. Uh, they're, they're going into you know streaming wars and stuff, which is going to get expensive. And that that's never you know there's more money lost in Hollywood than anything you've ever seen. I remember years ago we I was in some deal I wasn't in it, but Mel Brooks came by and where they were putting together a Hollywood deal. I think that thing lost money. Uh, Hollywood tends to be a money pit for anybody that tries to get in there, but, you know, we'll see if they if it, this time's different. Okay. All right. Thank but that, so that's longer today. term. That's longer term, Julia. Okay. So, yeah, for now you should be in good shape. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Julia. You, good question. Uh, okay. That's on AT&T, and what happened is a corporate raider, a hedge fund, uh, I think it's Elliott Management, uh, came in and and they they came up with a plan to get the price of the stock to sixty dollars. Uh, now keep in mind that includes a number of dividends over a number of years as well. So, uh, but 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 what they're saying is is they can spin some things off, uh, do some things, cut cost, and 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 make AT and T a more efficient company. We'll see. AT and T is a very bureaucratic company. I do know that. Uh, they had the landline business. They have the the wireless business which is very good they they've just got all types of stuff uh yeah they've got dish network they they've got the uh the time warner deal they own cnn uh which is not a positive and so we'll, we'll see what happens there again you got any questions or comments 713-339-1070 we're coming up here on a quick break uh let me discuss look what happened a couple things what happened with the repo market that was a shocking that the federal reserve has had to in, oh, reopen their repo desk for the first time in a decade what's going on out there in the world today very volatile market uh 15 percent move in oil prices a lot of stuff happening we're going to be discussing that when we get back right here in the max out savings show David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances, and this is one I gotta take. And so he caught the line to Nashville to find the finest break and make a home. And make a home. Okay, we'll be right back. This is Hayes Carl. He's appearing That's at the Car Rock Brewery tonight. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. 
If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I, I get this. I, uh, I sent this uh, the Pope, which was sent to me. It's thepope.co.uk, and what they came up with was uh, vis- visuals using two cows to explain complex economic systems. So you have two cows, and so understand in each economic systems what you're, how how, you, what, how you're going to do. And so what you do is, okay, with communism, you have two cows. The state takes both and gives you some milk. Now, under socialism, you have two cows. You give one to your neighbor. That's socialism. That's Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Uh, bureaucraticism is you You have two cows. The state takes both, shoots one, milks the other, and then throws the milk away. The... Uh, this is pretty good. Venture capitalism. You have two cows. You sell three of them to your publicly listed company using letters of credit opened by your brother-in-law at the bank. Then execute a debt for equity swap associated with the offer so that you get four four cows back with a tax exemption for five cows. The milk rights for the six cows are then transferred to an international intermediary in the Cayman Islands that secretly owns a majority shareholder who sells the right to all seven cows to your listed company. And the annual report claims you have eight cows with an option for one more. And then we have, uh, what else do we have here? Oh, the American Corporation. This is a complex model. This explains simply. You have two cows. You sell one. You force the other cow to produce milk for four cows. Later, you hire a consultant to analyze why the cow has died. Now, and then the, uh, oh, the Swiss Corporation model. You have 5,000 cows. None of them belong to you. You charge the owners for storing them. And then we have the, the traditional capitalism. You have two cows. You sell one. You buy a bull. Your herd multiplies. The economy grows, and you sell them and retire on the income. That is capitalism right there, very simply. I'll repeat it so we can all get it. Okay, 
You have two cows. You sell one. You buy a bull. Your herd multiplies. The economy grows, and you sell them and retire on the income, capitalism, which is what we would like to have. Uh, I think we have something closer to the corporatism or something right now. I don't know. Uh, this week in the markets, uh, you know, I'm writing my max out savings report right now, and and really, it's where well, here it is on the pile. A couple things that really jumped out. We're doing some of the research. We've had a number of things here in the last couple weeks, three or four weeks. Uh, we had the situation about two weeks ago where the momentum stocks fell 5 to 10% in a matter of three days. At the same time, the momentum stocks collapsed 5 to 7 to 10%. You said, well, Ted, I didn't see much move in the market. Well, that was because the value stocks jumped up 5 to 10% in one day. The same day. And so you had this gigantic cross currents, which typically that was a biggest shift from value and momentum in, in, in from you had to go back to like 2009, 1999, really about once a decade type of thing. Then then you had a situation where uh, the uh, 10-year Treasury fell to 1.45 and then jumped up within tr- seven trading days up to 1.9%, a 30% increase in the 10-year rate, 30% in seven days. Then we saw the attack uh, by by Iran on, on Saudi Arabia's oil production, cutting half of production. Oil production jumped up 15% in one day. Then we had the repo rates go from 2 to 10% in, in basically a day and a half, and we're going to be explaining that in a minute. And uh, the Federal Reserve was forced to open up their repo desk for the first time in a decade. All those things happened in those about once a decade or so, maybe twice. These things are all happening in, in a matter of two or three weeks, which is extreme volatility, which typically means something is going on out there. There's some shift happening. Typically, these moves are at tops and bottoms. Typically, you see these moves at the bottom of the market, and people are like confused, and stock prices are are you know just falling apart. It, it's very strange for these things to be happening near all time highs in the market, and 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 I think that I, I think that's it could be putting a top in place. It could be a lot of volatility. The, the market is clearly being supported by massive stock buyback programs, something we've not really seen, and and so these big Huge stock buyback programs. Uh, Microsoft just did a $40 billion one. I think it was Friday. Uh, plus, you've got Federal Reserve rates, some of the lowest in history. you got the European rates at zero. And so what we have is the central banks are artificially pushing up stock prices. And, and what they're doing is they're hindering, and that with the stock buyback programs are hindering what we call price discovery, which means, hey, what are these things really worth? It, 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 and when you're trying to weigh what they're worth, if someone has their thumb on the scale over there, you're not really getting an accurate reading of what they're worth. And when you have these ridiculously low interest rates around the world uh, and people are rushing into the U.S. just to try to get any type of rate at all, and when you've got stock buyback programs on a lot of the big mega caps just pushing the stock prices up, it, it, you're not really getting good price discovery. And so I think you really have to kind of – be very careful in the in this market. It, uh, th- th- there's a lot of of things happening. If you really sit down and look at it, we've we've got the we've got, of course, the China trade war, which we're going to be meeting here sometime in October. We'll see if something gets done. I, I think they get some type of partial deal and they agree to freeze the tariffs and and move on. 
uh, and just leave the tariffs that, that that you know, or you back the tariffs off. So they do the, the the purchase of the farm goods. Huawei gets some type of exemptions. If I had to guess, that would be my guess how that goes. You you've got uh, the Federal Reserve, which might or might not cut rates. They just cut rates a quarter of a point this week. Might do quantitative easing. Uh, you've got Brexit coming up here shortly. Uh, which is in October 31st. It's, it, they're leaving the EU. I, I don't think that's as big a deal as people think. But, but to listen to some people in England, it's going to be the end of the, you know, uh, of the monarchy or something over there. And, uh, and, and then you, you you have the situation of what's going on with Iran. Look, you got to do something there. As I said earlier in the show, is if you can let some major country give weapons let's let's assume it was the Houthis and they can give the weapons to set the Houthis up to launch an attack then uh, let's say we let's say the United States gives a bunch of of advanced drones and missiles to the Urgers in in uh in east in in west china or the you know the the muslim uh muslim they're not really breakaway but you know they're being under persecution by the chinese we give them a bunch of stuff they go in and and and, and launch an attack and blow up you know a whole bunch of stuff in shanghai well we can go oh yeah that's too bad but the chinese could go wait a minute whoa 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 you guys did this and so you cannot let uh third world countries uh Rebel groups get advanced weapons that can take out complex uh, societies, and this has got with nuclear weapons. It's with EMPs. It, it, it's with drones. It's it's with missiles and things like that. Uh, and all of these things have got to be controlled. And, and so, if you let Iran get away with this, then it opens the door up for every other country. Let's say, well, China gets Russia gets mad at us, and so they go and give a bunch of these things to Cuba, and Cuba launches at them at us. I mean, this is what the Cuban Missile Crisis was always fought about in 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 a way. And so, I think they got to do something there. So, a lot of stuff is is coming at the market. It's holding up reasonably well. But underneath it, extraordinarily amounts of volatility, and this is kind of a warning sign. So, so we'll kind of see. Uh, one of the big things this week was the repo market had a problem, and the repo market went up. Uh, it, it jumped up to ten up to ten percent. I think it was up four percent. It's back closer. It should be around two percent now. I'm getting a number of questions on this. It's it, this is a really complex issue to understand. Right, let me see if I can make it as simple as I can. Uh, what happens is the repo market lets banks, which maybe owns treasuries or, or different groups that own treasuries as part of their, their capital, to take some of that treasuries and lend it to someone else. And those people, so they go, well, we'll lend it to you for two or three days. We want an annualized rate of, of 4% or 2% on your treasuries for lending the money to you. And so they get cash back or liquidity. So it's a pretty simple thing. Now, now remember, the treasuries are the best collateral in the world, okay? The treasuries are the gold standard of collateral. So it's typically, it, it, it's, what do you call it, the, uh, uh, it, this is your your best collateral, your best properties. You're sort of lending very temporarily to get some cash and coming back. So this should be the most liquid part of the entire market. But what's happening is, is there, there wasn't the liquidity in place. And, and now they're saying in some cases, some corporations needed to, to sit there and sell uh, bonds to, to, to get taxes and it drained liquidity out. But 
And one of the better things I've heard is the repo market's only about 44% of the size that it used to be because of the different bank regulations that have, that have happened out there. In, any way it goes, it forced the Federal Reserve to sit there and, and, and open their repo market up in order to get in order to sit there and, 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 and stabilize the market. Now, here's a couple thoughts on this. And this is, a, this is a, I think, a bigger issue. It should have been a non-event issue, but it wasn't. Look, times are pretty good. Typically, you see this type of thing in 2009 when, uh-oh, the system might fail, or Lehman Brothers is in trouble in 2008, or March of 2008 or so, somewhere in that time range, Bear Stearns is failing. Then there's a there's people are flocking to get liquidity at the repo desk, and they want as much liquidity on their balance sheet so they look good. Things aren't bad here. We got a pretty good economy. We got three point seven percent unemployment. We got an over two percent growth rate. Uh, you know, it's pretty good. The consumer's spending well. We got a few problems in manufacturing due to problems in in China and Germany, but hey, it, it's pretty good. You shouldn't see these type of problems, and so you're kind of wondering. What's going on there? And and you know what? If I would see this, I would see this in two thousand eight or two thousand. I would say, look, there's a possibility somebody's in trouble out there, a big firm, and there's a panic for liquidity. So there's something else going on, and I don't buy it's just corporate stuff because because they've had to extend it next week for another ninety billion dollars. Now there's a couple ways to handle it. The Fed stepped up in here. How I would have handled it if I was the Federal Reserve, I would say, well, hmm. The rate, the rate is supposed to be 2%. If people want to sit there as a shortage of capital, let them go borrow the money for 4%, and there's going to be more people who are going to put their treasuries up to take advantage of the good yield, and, and the capitalist system will solve the problem. But in, in the world today, you know, the Federal Reserve is more of like, they're really more of a central planning organization. You know, they can say what they want, but that's how they, 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 they're acting. And, and so they open this up. And by, by opening it up, I think people are now wondering, this is going on longer than it should have with no problem there. So, again, it's another check of, hey, what's going on up there? Why did oil go up 15%? Why did the, why did the repo market jump up to 10%? Now it's about 25 or something. Why did the Fed have to put in, uh, you know, lend $90 billion on repos for, I think it's going to be for, was it 10, 10 days or something like that? I mean, what's going on out there? And and, and see, now the Fed is investigating this because they're going to the banks and going, hey, look, why didn't you guys put more more, uh, liquidity up? You had liquidity at the Federal Reserve. A lot of the banks have liquidity banked at the Federal Reserve that they give them a certain uh, 2 or 3% interest on. And uh, and so they could have used that liquidity. And so the Fed's rightfully asking the banks, why aren't you doing this? I think you've got to step back once in a while and let the capitalist free market system work. Uh, and and, and, and I, I think the idea that every time there's a little problem, the Federal Reserve leaps in to save the day providing liquidity. The Federal Reserve was put in place to provide liquidity in the event of a market of of a market situation of a banking situation the the, the banking panic of what was it nineteen oh seven those different types of banking panics and stuff they they were in there to kind of step in front of that they weren't in there to sit there and bail out every little liquidity event the world you know that could inconvenience somebody out there and and uh, or you know not even inconvenience but could dent their profitability you know f- for the uh, for the week that that was never what they were there for so but again a- another problem out there so so we're looking at the problem with the repo uh we're not i can't really see anything out there i can't really see 
there doesn't appear to be a failure of a bank that's obvious. It could be that, that, that somebody took a bunch of hits, and it could be a derivatives issue where pe- where people feel they need a lot more liquidity given the derivative movements in the in the momentum versus the value. We talked about the movements in the Treasury market and the 15% movement in oil. That could be it. But again, these are warning signs. These are either at market tops or at market bottoms. We're at an all-time top, and I j- Hi, I have a hard time believing that this is the start of a new bull market. I mean, it remains to be seen. Uh, so I think a little bit of caution is in the air. One of the things we're seeing with this is what keeps moving up during this whole thing is is the precious metals sector, which is is your is your gold and your silver. And and again, uh, looking at it this week, you had oil up fifteen percent, and then it backed off some. But but silver was up about one point six percent. Gold was up about one percent. Uh, uh, Treasury yields uh, fell uh, seven percent, uh, which means uh, Treasuries went up. So there, again, that flight to safety seems to be happening. The S and P was down a half a percent. Uh, the Nasdaq was down point seven two percent, and which is actually a pretty good showing. But it, it's almost like the markets aren't reacting. But but the but again, you're seeing that flight to safety. The, the 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 tightness of the repo market is a tight a flight to safety a flight to liquidity. I know I can always sell my treasuries. I know I can always sell my uh, gold or silver. So people are, they're you know they're trying to get things that are very safe, very liquid in here. And again, the the problem with the repo market repo market appears to be again that reach for liquidity, that reach for safety that. That's out there. It, in that environment, is typically not good for the stock and bond market. So I think you've got to have really higher levels of cash in here. Uh, and the other thing that we really seem to be coming out, we we had the Fed meeting this week, and and again, Fed cut rate quarter point. What's changing since the last couple meetings, since the big Jackson Hole conference, is there seems to be a rejection by the Federal Reserve. Uh, uh, negative interest rates. They're saying, look, we're not expecting to go there. We don't think it's a good idea. We don't think negative interest rates work, which is a really, really big deal. Because a month ago, the idea was the United States was going to negative interest rates. They're pushing back pretty hard on that. So that's a real positive we're seeing out there. So so how does this all play out? Again, you want to have the risk, your risk profile out there, risk management in place for your retirement until we get some ideas of what's happening. And then you want to start moving in a little ahead of time in, in one direction or another. And so we'll talk some more about this after the quick break. Uh, by the way, remember, this is a live show here in Houston, Texas. Give us a call, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. A line machine and a save. To make some crazy going up on the water. I'm playing for my supper six nights a week. Hurricanes East. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713 339 1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? 
At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. And now, more of the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings and your retirement. A uh, couple things. The uh, This is a live show here. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070. You can listen anywhere in the world by going to the website, uh, just t- KNTH 1070, Google that in, pull up the website, and hit the Listen Live button. Uh, typically, our podcasts are on there uh, starting in uh, Monday. So uh, a lot of ways to participate. You can also sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. Just go to our website. Uh, the new one's coming out here shortly. Uh, and, and so ton of ways to participate, and uh, we're here to help you put a lot of ideas on the table and the the other thing, what a couple things this week. Another thing that was really fascinating, I believe it was uh, Rosengren of the Boston Fed made some comments about where he thought some bubbles could be. And one of them was really the the uh, the uh, uh, some of the pro the the companies, the real estate companies that are are are, are giving short term leases to companies to startups. It tends to be. Uh, Companies like WeWork. Now, we, we've been talking this year. One of our big themes is is the private equity market has gotten to be absolutely massive. We talked about it on this show. Uh, it, 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 it's incredible. Uh, it, it's a multi-multi-trillion dollar market. You're not hearing about it. Uh, I, I think five of the biggest uh, companies in the uh, uh, of the biggest employers in the United States are private right now. Uh, in, in, in 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 Blackstone. Uh, there's a number of these companies out there that they're massive employers of people. And what happened is after Sarbanes-Oxley in all the, 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 over the last 25 years or so, all these uh, 
these laws and regulations for corporate America, it's just a lot easier and a lot simpler to, to manage companies privately. You don't have to deal with all the, the, the regulatory red tape. You don't have to deal with all the ridiculous accounting shenanigans and everything else that, that's out there on this. Uh, and in addition, you don't have to come up with quarterly earnings every single quarter where you're trying to come up where you promise, you know, it's the old thing like you're, you ask your child what he's, what's he going to get in school, and he, and he goes, oh, well, it looks like it's going to be a C, uh, and you go, oh, no, it better be a B, and goes, well, it's going to be really tough, I'm going to strive for, well, he's probably got the B in his back pocket or the A, but he's just going to, you know, he's going to sit there and lower expectations, and it's the same thing with corporate America, so you've got the public corporations on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ, they're out there managing each each uh, each earnings for the, each, the company for the next quarter so they can hit their bonuses year year and the bonuses, the quarterly you want the stock price to go up. They're engaging in stock buyback programs to push the price up so they hit their bonuses and everybody's happy. Whereas the guy in the private sector, I mean look at a company like, um, what's the chicken company? Uh, not Whataburger, uh, but uh, Ryan, who's the chicken company? Uh, chicken? You know the little chicken sandwiches. Popeyes? No, not Popeyes. They just came out with a chicken sandwich. Chick-fil-A? Yeah, Chick-fil-A, yeah. Trudy's company, yeah. Yeah, so he, uh, it, Chick-fil-A, that's a private company. If you notice, it's managed a little bit differently. They're very friendly. They try to give you good service. If you want, there's plenty of catch-ups and everything. They're not trying to watch every little penny because they know they're making a fortune and everybody just keeps coming back. It, it, and, and so private companies are managed a little more different. So if you go to McDonald's, they give you like one ketchup or two in a little package, whereas as Chick-fil-A gives you a nice big thing you can dip your french fries in. It, it's great. But the problem is that costs a little bit more. So someone at McDonald's they can sit there and make an extra, you know, 10 million bucks or uh, uh, whatever. And so they knock that out. So private companies are a little better managed. And, and, and the private market is so big and there's so much money coming in, companies are delaying further and further out. And so the valuations have gone up and up. And, and this is an important thing. The biggest companies out there, Uber came public at, at about $80, $80 billion, give or take. And, uh, a little over eighty billion. It's it's at fifty five billion right now. That the I think one, the last round at Uber was about that a little that price or a little above it even over eighty billion where the private people put in so they're down. The the last pricing for they wanted to get forty seven billion dollars for WeWorks, which is the the company. And and I don't know where the last round came in. It was somewhere in there forty billion dollars or something where people put private money in. They couldn't get the deal done, and they were talking about getting it done at ten billion, which is a seventy-five percent drop in the price. And then it didn't get done, and they canceled the deal for now. And again, we appear to be the private market appears to have gotten overvalued. So this is another situation where the private market there appears to be a bubble in the private market that's bursting. There, there's there's a China trade war. There's a Brexit out there. There's corporate earnings problems. There's problems in the Middle East. All of these things are starting to weigh in the market, and yet the market sort of hold up. So I think you want to be a little cautious. Now, here's the important thing to understand. You don't let this slow down your savings plan. And I talked about this on the Sam Malone show. You want to keep saving money. And sometimes we'll get, why aren't you putting money into your save your 401k plan? Why ask people, to go, well, oh, look, look at all the volatility. I'm not getting involved. The market's overpriced. And the answer is, yes, it is overpriced. There's a tremendous amount of opportunity. Uh, uh, there's a t- volatility, but there's always opportunity. But if you're that worried, what you do is you take your 10% 
let's say you put away 10% into your plan, where does it go? Into the money fund or the cash fund or the stable uh, value fund? It, it, they call them different things, but it, it's the cash level. You typically pick up 1% or 2% on your money, and, and, and it's very cautious. It's not going to go anywhere. It's very stable. And then when you're comfortable about investing in the stock or bond markets, then you can put the money in. But the important thing is you continue your savings program. You put away 10% of your salary, you get a deduction of 10% of your salary off your taxes, and your savings continues to grow. So the most important thing, if you listen to nothing else on the show today, is do not let the volatility in the overvaluation in the investment markets because of the Federal Reserve spook you from your savings program. That is the most important. Just put it in the sta- in the money market fund. It won't go anywhere, and it'll be very safe. And they've actually redone the money markets to make them even safer now. Uh, and, and, and so don't let the volatility spook you on your savings program. That's the most important thing. So anyway, last segment of the show, if you want to get in here, 713-339-1070. Uh, talk some about the repo market. Again, this is you know somewhat of a concern. What's going on? Again, tremendous volatility underneath the markets. Uh, uh, tremendous volatility in the commodity markets, tremendous volatility in the bond market. You know, the bond market, if you look at the bond market, it, it's it, since November, which is eight mo- 10 months ago, 10 months ago, do you realize the 10-year treasury is at 3.2%? It went as low as a week or so back of 1.45%, 175 basis point drop. To, to put that in perspective, in 2007 and eight, when they, when they, when they had the real big problems that the economy started sailing off the cliff. And then with Lehman Brothers, it was 173 basis point drop and 155 basis point drop from much higher levels. So this is these have been huge drops that really the, the people really seem to be fr- the big smart money. Look, dropping the three year from three point two to one point four five isn't a bunch of mom and pops buying treasuries. Rest assured, that's very big, very smart money doing that. Okay? That is major corporations, huge hedge funds, huge pensions, uh private uh, 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 wealth funds, the sovereign wealth funds, that is the big smart money that's that's cautious. And and so that tells you something that, that you want to sit there in and, and kind of concerned yourself with. And and so what, what they appear to be spooked about is the possibility of a recession. But I think I think what I think what's behind it is I think the situation in China is probably worse than people realize. And I think the situation in, in Europe is probably worse. I mean, the Europeans are about to lose the British. The, the, the Germans are in big trouble. Their, their manufacturing uh, economy is contracting over there. Now, keep in mind, they have about a two hundred billion dollar uh, deficit with China, but they've got a, a big one. I think it's over that. I think it's two hundred fifty billion. I'm not sure about that number of surplus with the United States. So, so basically, they've been they've been getting away with 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 using us to subsidize the, a lot of their trading around the world. Because if it wasn't for the big trade surplus of the United States, uh, Europe and Germany, in particularly. Uh, couldn't survive, and so they're really, really in a bind. They manufacture a lot, but remember, with these tariffs, these Chinese companies are reallocating their their 
supply the things that they make to other parts of the world to try to compete. So they're competing with the Germans now as well. So it's a tough situation around the world. The best place to be, the United States of America. 3.7% unemployment, uh, 2% growth rate. Uh, our, our bonds are yielding one point, about 1.8% on the 10-year right now. They're negative in Germany. You don't get any money investing in European bonds. There's uh, it was as high as $17 trillion. It's about $13 trillion worth of negative interest rates around the world. I mean, who wants to be investing in Europe on negative interest rates with a bureaucratic economy that's sinking into, into the quick into quicksand and going nowhere whatsoever? Or you can invest in the United States and get 1.8% on treasuries in the United States of America, the safest place in the world. It, 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 and so we're a pretty good place. We've always been the engine that pulls the rest of the world out of a out of out of a recession. Right now, we're the engine that's holding up the rest of the world's economy. If our economy goes down, we're they're going to be in big trouble. Now, if if this continues, this is going to open up some extremely good investment opportunities around the world. We got a very strong dollar, and as these as you get a sell off, that's going to open up opportunities to pick up assets cheap. But for now, again, I, I think. I think you want to be somewhat cautious. Now, the other big thing that's happening out there was oil. What's going on with oil? Oil went up. The, uh, Iran launched an attack against the Saudi oil facilities. Pretty clearly it was Iran. Uh, very sophisticated. Uh, if you go see, look at the pictures, you kind of marvel at how accurate this stuff was. Uh, you know, if it was the Houthis, I'd have the U.S. military discussing, you know, how we can, you know, buy stuff from them. Uh, but we know it wasn't. Uh, but oil went up 15%. Now, let's take a look at oil since then. Oil jumped up to $63 a barrel on West Texas crude, but it's since backed down. And it's 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 around 58, uh, 58.03 right now. So it's it's up about 6%. On the week, that's not the best sign for oil. If you get the big disruption like this, and it's a massive disrupt, five percent of the world's production, uh, uh, oil should have been a lot higher. And this is telling you that we've made the shift that the United States doesn't import as much oil because of the massive reserves in the shale, in particular the Permian Basin. So this is very positive for us, but it's also if Saudi gets restarted, I think this is telling you oil prices are going are, are to remain reasonably low in here. And the other thing that really concerns me, and we're talking more about this in the future, is is understand that the Europeans are out to destroy oil. The establishment on the East Coast and the Democrats are out to destroy oil and gas. Uh, you say, well, Ted, that's not... no. Uh, in San Jose, California, they've eliminated... Uh, gas connections to new houses. That's natural gas that's supposed to be so clean and positive. In, in, by 2030, most European companies are going to ban uh, gasoline and diesel cars from their major cities. So they're coming after us in the oil and gas business in a big way, these environmental zealots. And, and this is, gives them a chance to kind of control industrial policy. We're going to have to have a big pushback on this. I think it's going to be a huge battle coming up in the election. We'll discuss that another time. Look, for now, I think you want to be cautious overall in here. I, I think the, the, the stable the, the areas are better. I think you, you go with the safety 
I think you want to look at the precious metals. I think some of the farming stuff is going to start providing opportunities. They're starting to get some opportunities out there, but you've got to be real careful, and you want to have somewhat of a defensive plan in place to protect your your retirement in, in this environment. It's one of the most complex environments I've ever seen. Uh, it's really starting to look more akin to uh, to in complexity to 07 and 08. And I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we have the risk, but I do think there's risk to the market. And this is something we want to watch. Now, if Elizabeth Warren gets in there, there's massive risk to the market and a potential uh, repeat of 08. But that we'll have to see in 09. We'll have to see how that goes. And that's a, we'll be talking about that in the future. So in the interim, if you haven't had a chance, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for our free Max Out Savings Report. Uh, also, if you need some help uh, with, you, with your retirement, have an old 401k plan you'd like to roll over, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We manage people's retirement. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. In the interim, remember our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.